Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my marvelous co-host Mozzie. How are you doing? I'm feeling marvelous. I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm pretty great. I uh, worked out, had some canes. It was a nice. Oh, time. God, canes, best best chicken. Yeah, I, their chinders and sauce are so good. That uh, you say chinders? Yeah. So, story on that. So one of my friends, um, we were at uh, B Dubs and. He like he he's better now on it, but he used to be a pretty picky eater, so he'd always just get like chicken tenders or whatever. And so um, he was like talking, he said what he wanted, and he said he like stuttered and said chinders, so we convinced them to like order it that way and say chinders. Mm. So we now just always call them chinders instead of chicken tenders. Okay, you know it's a lot better than tendies. Yeah, tendies um, is kind of it's kind of weird. It sounds like a like a weird sex thing. It uh, it's, it's not it's, like you I know what like people it. like pretend to be like babies and all that like that's where my brain goes when I hear tendies. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, <laughs> I'm right there. So you know I am all in favor of the chindies over tendies movement. Chin- yeah. Chinders, chinders, chinders. Yeah, chinder sounds like chinders. a like a chicken cinder. Yeah, it's like cinders, but looks so like if a, it's better if they're crispy too, because like a crispy chinder, you know. A nice crisp, crispy bread of chinder, but yeah. It also sounds okay. like tinder, but anyway. That too. So yes. Anyway, this is a football podcast. This is we a are... football podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's our new thing. Random <laughs> random shit. This is a football podcast, and then we get into football. So we uh, already had our uh, preview, and then, sorry, our review of week seven, and then our preview of the Thursday night game, which already happened, and we predicted incorrectly. Um, oh, for one to start. <laughs> But um, we can we can still get the rest of them right and you know sweep the sweep the rest of the way. So we'll start with uh, New England at Buffalo. Um, pretty gross game, if I may say so myself. Pretty gross. The over under is down to forty one. Oof, bub oof. Yeah, like no one's thinking anything is going to come from this. I tend to kind of agree. Um, my one of the big injuries, well, I guess two of the big injuries are um, on the Bill side. Um, the all right, sorry, one of the bigger on the Bill side with the with uh, John Brown. He's expected to be available. His, in my opinion, his lack of um, you know availability has been a problem for Josh Allen. Apparently, that car doesn't agree outside. Um, <laughs> they are missing Cody Ford and Josh Norman, which Josh Norman's kind of been out, but the Cody Ford injury hurts. And then on the Patriots side, Stephon Gilmore is now questionable because um, he heard his new practice, and then. Edelman had some surgery, as we found out. He's ruled out. Um, Nikhil Harry may not play. Um, oh my oh no, no! He, oh, he's been officially ruled out now because he couldn't. He he did not clear the concussion protocol. I should say couldn't, but he was. He did not clear the concussion protocol. Wow. So they're down to like Jacoby Myers and Demir Bird as their top guys. Yeah. So I mean, before Edelman was out or questionable, this was kind of. Uh... I don't know. It's it's hard to just take Buffalo straight up against New England after you've been watching what New England's done to Buffalo for the past 20 years. <laughs> um, but with no Edelman out, or I mean, Edelman's, is he out? He is, yeah, he's on IR. Right. Like he just had a, a like a, a knee like scope cleanup. Yeah. yeah. Like a one of those like less invasive knee surgeries, but still a knee surgery. Yeah. So he's out and Kill Harry's out. I mean, what is... Which, Kill Harry hasn't been good anyway, so I don't know how much that matters, but... 
I talked last week about how Cam basically only targets Edelman because he's the only guy who can get separation, and now he's not even playing, and the next best guy is also, like, this is, uh, this game went from, I'm not sure, like, probably Buffalo to, wow, this is going to be ugly. This should just be Buffalo. Yeah, like, the only way I think New England stays in it is if their running game just, like, balls out. Um because what Joe Thune had to lead the game last week, but if he does play, that helps them a lot. Because like the one advantage they do have on Buffalo is if like their line is healthy, which wasn't Shaq. I know Shaq Mason had missed previously from uh, with COVID, but if he's if he's in, I'll have to check that. But they they have a nice running matchup against Buffalo because um, Buffalo's run has actually been kind of suspect. Um, sus, kind of sus. Yeah, their <laughs> second their second level like their linebacking core has been like terrible at stopping the run mm. and like they, they like they're they've allowed the second most like second level yards i'm pretty yeah. sure or so at least the at least the, teams the, uh, the bills in the run game isn't been great this year on either side of the ball for them yeah or so i guess per rush they allow a mm-hmm. lot of um second level yards they also I, this was a point i wanted to bring up because uh, the Bills are definitely, you know, kicking it into gear this year, looking a lot better. But their line does suck at something, and that thing is uh, their run blocking. Yeah, they they are getting Bills, they are getting yeah. no running at all. Like, do bad. you think that is in part because of the style of running game they have out of Singletary? Yeah, and so they haven't been able to use Moss much, or do you think it's bad regardless? It's it's some of both, like. It's tough because last year, Singletary and this line were, like, a great mesh. Like, they um, played well together as far mm-hmm. as, like, Singletary's running style and the Buffalo Bills, like, run blocking style. It was, like, a, it was like a almost perfect marriage. Cody Ford, um, his injury, I can't remember when he went out. He went out just last week, I think. But um, that matters, obviously. Um, yeah, he was, he was out last week, and that hurts a lot, too. I don't think... Zach Moss is an interesting case. He's looked solid, but he still is not like that bursty. And so, oh. like, but because neither, neither is Singletary, so like, it's tough. Like, it's been some running back underperformance, but some line injury and underperformance as well. Because like, we saw it look really nice last year, and then this year it's just been shit. Like, part of it's committee, part of it's running back poor play, part of it is you know running back injury, part of it's line poor play and injury. It's just been a kind of a mix. Yeah, so like my, I'm I'm very intrigued to see as the season goes on if Zach Moss can help turn that around, or if he will fall victim to it. Yeah, because they played the Raiders, who have a bad run D, and yes. they didn't really get a whole lot going there. Um, although I mean, they did just pass a lot, so they didn't need it. The Titans, um, their run D, I don't think is like anything special. It's bad. They have a bad run D. Yeah, I mean the Chiefs <laughs> run D is bad. Um, then you have the Jets, who's is also bad. Yeah, they've gotten like nothing going on the ground at all this year. Which, like, they have had several matchups where you should just be able to run on them, and they haven't. Yeah, Josh Allen's been their best bit. runner. Like Devin Singletary leads them in yardage, but Josh Allen's been their most effective yard yardage gainer and touchdown scorer on the ground for sure. And so, like, that is a thing though this week. Um, John Brown is back, and if. Gilmore is out. I think Jalen does fit in the banger category for me. Um, 
I'll say two digs if Gilmore is out just because that, you know, is a huge difference. But um, we always talk about New England against running quarterbacks. Like, it's <clears throat> it's <clears throat> a thing because of the defense they play. They play a lot of cover zero, so, and they play a lot of man. So, man. it leaves it, at least rushing lanes open and Josh Allen will run. So, yep. But aside from that, there's nothing else I want in this game unless, you know, like, we get the digs if um, Gilmore is out. Um, yeah, I mean, I think John Brown's a fun stream, but it's that's very risky. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to play. Well, there's a lot of players I don't want to play like off of injury, but John Brown is definitely one I don't want to play right off of injury. <laughs> yeah, especially he intrigues me. Like he could just pop off. Yeah, it's been a knee thing with him. So, but yeah, with no Gilmore, that definitely lends itself more to it just being a digs day. Mm-hmm. Digs day. Dig him like the frog. <laughs> like we got the dig him frog, but yeah, the <laughs> Buffalo I think becomes kind of the pick here with some of the New England injuries we've got. Um, yep, but yeah, we're both taking Buffalo here. Yeah, and like the Buffalo defense, I feel like is usable too. Honestly, probably I'm starting them in my league. I don't have many options, but they were to me the most appealing candidate of yeah. many. I agree. Their defense hasn't been great, but New England's in a shit spot at the moment. Yeah. Um, but next up, we've got Tennessee at Cincinnati, who was also in a shit spot with uh, some lineman injuries. They've got like three linemen who are on the are questionable, possibly on the doubtful side of questionable. Um, Bobby Hart is one of them. So I mean, uh, Trey Hopkins. I mean, center. So losing your center sucks. And then Jonah Williams has been solid. So I mean, um, that's yeah. rough. Yep. Oh wait, actually, as of thirty minutes ago, we now have that they have all actually been ruled out. That means Billy Price will be starting at center, if I'm not mistaken. God. Oh, gosh. Oh, oh gosh. no. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Like, this is now the worst line, for sure, in the league. I think it is. It was already near the bottom, but now it's, like, definitely the worst. I, I, I Yeah, that's pretty rough. Um, Shit, man. Fuck. <laughs> so... Right off the bat, I guess that blends you to saying uh, the Titans' defense, um, which hasn't been that great, but they will score on Cincinnati and make them throw. They're going to be playing catcher. This could be another like a big sack day huh, for the Titans because Clowney <laughs> will be playing. Um, part of the reason I'm harping on this too is because uh, on DraftKings, they are priced pretty nicely. So uh, they make a pretty good defensive play on DraftKings, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah. Some of our Bengals recommendations, it makes it a little tougher for me because a lot of times, like, Burrow to Boyd again, maybe. But, like, if those three linemen are out, like, I don't know how I feel about Burrow. I think I feel still feel good about Boyd. And we talked, we have, like, you know, no mixing. Joe Mixon's yeah. now no mixing. Um, so it's going to be Gio again. But I'm a little hesitant now. Like, he's, if you're PPR, like, right. good. But, like, in my, like, the rushing and touchdown upside is a lot lower now, for sure. Yeah, I don't injuries. like. Geo on the ground, but I do think he'll get yeah. targets. Yeah, PPR Geo, and then I, I think I'm still on Boyd just because he's still been he's he's been okay as a struggle target in losses, and like t- the Titans are pretty weak in the slot, so I think Boyd's still okay. But I don't know how I'm on Burrow. What do you think? I mean, um, well they're I, gonna. I mean, he's gonna throw 50 times. Yeah, I think he'll get there, but like I don't know. Burrow's probably a fine if you like you had a uh, Kyler or Deshaun Watson this week and you had Burrow on your bench like I'd probably throw in Burrow as opposed to picking someone up yeah I'm like I'm trying to I guess we can like maybe pull up some other 
available quarterbacks and compare them. Like, I would play Derek Carr for sure over Burrow this week. That's my opinion with the matchups. Um, I think they're going to get about the same. I think they're going to be around the same because even though I like Derek Carr's matchup, he also just, like, it could also just be Jacobs all day, whereas any offensive semblance that the Bengals can muster will be on Joe Burrow's arm. That's true. I, I just prefer picking the, like, closer game that I think might shoot out. Also, like, I mean, if, if the wind is a big issue in Cleveland, that kind of takes me off of it, too. That's, there. Yeah, that's a thing that I was not yeah. aware of until yeah. today. Although that could become an issue for Cincy, too. I don't know. But let me check. What's, up? What's our weather like? It's, it's pretty <laughs> shit right now. It's supposed to be gross on Sunday, so it may not be great either. It may just be a Derrick Henry slop fest, but... Let's see this one. Like Cincinnati gets to eat slop afterwards because of their performance. <laughs> yeah, they could have up to 25 mile an hour winds in Ohio there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not nice here right now. <laughs> I mean, Cleveland obviously gets it worse because, you know, the lakes. Because but... <laughs> it's so shitty. Yeah, at least it's not <laughs> Detroit. It's <laughs> the greatest video ever. Yeah, so, um, yeah, if... If you need Burrow, I think it's okay. But, like, I mean, okay, here's one of my takes I can kind of jump the gut on. I kind of like Jimmy G this week. Of course. So, Jimmy G or Burrow is kind of what I'm actually, like, considering Jimmy G on in that two, like, that 1v1, as gross as it is. No, yeah, I mean, Seattle. Yeah, like that's Seattle, Seattle secondary. Seattle and no run. I mean, I don't know if the no running backs matters for San Fran, but. <laughs> Burrow's in kind of an iffy spot now in my like, like he'll probably get there because Tennessee's defense isn't so good that he can't, you know, get the yardage and stuff in garbage time. Right. It's not tough. So on the Tennessee side though, is there anyone you don't like? I don't know if I don't like anyone. Yeah. I will say <laughs> I particularly like Derrick Henry, Johnu, and Tanny. Yeah. Like this is a a nut spot for Derrick Henry. One of the my best line God. matchups. Yeah, um, and I and no Dunlap now. So one of the things I kind of took note on was I do like the I put together the line matchups each week, and um, mm-hmm. one thing to consider is like also you know injuries, trades, all that. So Tennessee does have an injury um, from their year long stats with Lawn, but ten or the Bengals are also now missing uh, Dunlap. So yeah, yeah. I mean, this is like quintessential Derrick Henry two hundred yard game. Because yeah, kind of a repeat. <laughs> they not only is their run defense bad, they're also bad at tackling. Yeah, that's like been a Bengals thing for a while. That's not good against Derrick Henry. You need all your best tacklers and a good run defense. E. Yeah, the Jets, the Jets still lead in this tackles on the year, I think. But a hey, number um, one baby. Yeah, great Derrick Henry spot. AJ Brown, Jonu, Tanny should all be good. Um, if I think. Corey Davis is usable too. Well, like the thing about the passing offense is like this game could get lopsided very quickly. Yeah. Like, I mean, Tennessee will keep scoring though. We kind of know that about them at this point. Yeah. They just can't help it. Yeah. They just have too much fun. They they have way too much fun out there. It's great. Yeah. Like chucking 20 yard passes. Fuck it. It's such an easy matchup all around that I think they're all usable. Like, I wouldn't use all of them at once, but if you have one or two of them, it's fine. Yeah. 
but yeah, yeah. Derrick Henry's yeah. in a nut spot. I mean, yeah, AJ Brown should be fine. Yeah, there's I mean, no reason not to start AJ Brown. It's a team him. that can't tackle. You're gonna, like Derrick Henry, Joe, to and AJ Brown against a team that can't tackle. Like, <laughs> duh. Good luck. Um, but before we jump games, I want to bring. I do want to bring up New England Buffalo again. Uh, like I mentioned, New England does have, like I said, the good running matchup. Like I know I just mentioned that for Tennessee too, and I think I touched on it. But that that like is their one big condition. So like I think maybe if you like have Damian Harris or like I'm trying to think of like who you'd be looking at, but like I don't like Damian Harris, but I don't hate him. Like if you're like in a bind and you have like no other options, I don't like. I'm not disgusted by it. Like I would, I think I'd play Damian Harris over a Buffalo running back. Probably would too, but I don't want to. But I, I, I just felt like kind of sharing that because New England needs the run, run game to work, and it could this week. So. Yeah, I mean, like watch it be Burkhead who gets the goal line carries, and That'd Damian Harris does all the leg work on the field. Okay. You know, like I don't want any part That's of that. Funny. But yeah, not ideal. But the matchup <laughs> kind of is there. Um, Next up, we have speaking of rushing offenses, the Raiders at Cleveland. Um, dun, dun, dun. So you are more confident in the Raiders than I am. I'm a little torn here. Um, I have the Raiders right now, but I think the teams match up well against each other. Like offensively, yeah. Like the offenses for both teams match up well against the defenses for both teams, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that makes sense. I just I keep seeing everywhere like the browns are favorites and some of them they're like pretty good favorites and i don't get it at all like you barely beat a pretty bad Bengals roster yeah. like barely yeah, you're right. supposed to kill the you're supposed to kill the Bengals. like you're <laughs> supposed to run all over them the browns can't beat good teams they can beat bad teams and that's what they've done they've beaten bad teams all year and lost to good ones i think the raiders are a pretty solid team yeah this is like the game where we find out like a lot about each of these teams i think is is honest like it's a very like telling game um yeah for the uh raiders like the line health is a thing i think Trent brown will be back i'm not sure if he's still on the COVID list or not that was kind of like, one of the big things i was watching with this game was like Trent Brown's status. Yeah, I mean, that's important. Does Garrett line up on his side? I feel like he'd be on the other side, though. Yeah, I think I think Garrett's usually on the other side. So I think he's expected to be activated and play. Nice. Okay. So yeah, he that's should be bad. So they, that, that, that's a huge thing, because he is. So he's one of the best linemen in the league. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah. And then um. So yeah, definitely liking Jacobs. Even if, I, I like Jacobs even if Brown is not playing. But now that we are pretty sure he'll be in, like Jacobs is like number one running back. Like, yeah. The Brown. The Browns' run D is very overrated because they've not like. It's not good. Yeah, they're not been in situations <laughs> where they've actually been tested much on the ground. And like I think the Steelers ran well against them. I assume the I assume the Ravens did. I don't know for sure, but um. Yeah, James Conner ran all over him. Yeah, and so like. They, like I said they haven't been tested. On the other side, though, the Raiders' run D also not the, the Raiders' run D is actually actively bad. It um, is bad. It is yeah. The Cleveland's run blocking is good. That's like what they do. They want to hide mm-hmm. Baker as always. So, um, <laughs> like I like both the running backs in this game, which is weird because like usually that's not a thing that should be you know true. But like I think this will be a close enough game. And if the win's an issue, that lends it to the running backs more, I think, because, like, I think the scoring will stay high, and it might just fall more to the running backs. Like, 
Maybe we'll get the record for the most handoffs in a game. <laughs> Would that be exciting? I mean, like, <laughs> with Odell out, Hunt's their best offensive player because Trump's out too. And then, like, Jacobs is the Raiders' best offensive player. Like, I mean, I love yeah. Rollins, of course, but, like, I think he's their most, like, reliable for sure. So it should be luck to them. But outside of the running backs, um, who are Waller. Yes, 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 yes. Darren Waller. Number one tight end this week. Dude, he's going to fucking smash. They're so bad against tight ends and like slots. They are so bad against anything in the middle of the field because their linebackers are garbage. Yeah, they, um, they can't cover tight ends for dick. So. Which, yeah, it leads me also into Renfro. Yep, I which just I noticed that too, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not – Renfro might not get all the tutties, but he should definitely get a ton of open space to run. Yeah, Carr has liked him when like it's – matter like one like one has been there he will he like will go there mm-hmm. because like Aguilar has been doing a lot the last couple weeks but i think what i mean because they've got yeah. ward and mitchell who are you know decent on the outside um they move the receivers around a lot but uh renfro gets definitely the most slot time and their slot corner is definitely their weakest <laughs> so that's a nice matchup there um I mean, how, like any, I guess all um, all the receivers in the game. So like, tight end on the Browns. I mean, Harrison Bryant's probably playing again, like as a starter, because um, Hooper's out again. Obviously, no Odell. If Bryant's starting over in Joku, he's going to get traded soon. It seems like. Yeah, I think. Like, I assume that's pro- part of it too. Like, Bryant looked solid too. Yeah. Like, even though, like, I know he won't catch two touchdowns again, but like, he looked solid, and the Raiders, like. Whenever Core Littleton gets stuck on a tight end, they're fucked. <laughs> so that happens enough that it matters. So yeah, it's interesting. We kind of like positionally. This might be the first time we've actually had this on our podcast. Where positionally, we kind of like each team's respective player at the same position. Yes. Yeah, like these, <laughs> these teams are like similar. Is the weird thing match up well against each other? Yeah. Um. I mean, they both want to revolve around running backs and tight ends and, like, take some receiver shots. But So, as far as the wide receivers go, we talked about kind of Renfro a bit. Who else are you feeling here? I mean, this this has got to be a Ruggs, like... I Like, I would put my stake that this is a Ruggs <laughs> game. I, I, I'd love that. This is the kind of game you need that... You, like, you want that to happen. Like, you, this is a lower-pressure game, in my opinion. Um, you want to beat the Browns, but you also know you're not going to be challenged as much as playing Tampa or uh-huh. the Chiefs and whatnot. And Ruggs was good against the Chiefs, too. But just saying, like, this to me seems like a, we'll take a few extra shots at Ruggs this week. And, um, I mean, I'm expecting some big plays in this game because yeah, of the like, lapse. I think of this will be high scoring. Yeah. Because, like, Ruggs, like, they can hit him deep, but they can also, like, I assume they, they'll try to start designing more stuff to get him the ball. Because um, the Raiders just had their bye, right? Correct. So, one thing I mentioned is, um, or wait, did they have it like, last week or the week before? I thought it was last week, wasn't it? I don't remember. Raiders. I need to find out. Cause I Played the Bucking. Because I know they got, they got shellacked by the Bucks, but was that two weeks ago? Oh, that was last week. Never mind. Their the bye, bye was week six. was before Tampa. Yeah. And I don't think they really did much to get Ruggs involved against Tampa. He still got, he only got three targets, yeah. Never mind, okay, I thought they had the bike last week for some reason. I guess they kind of played like they did. But so Tampa is pretty much great at every position right now. Dude, Tampa's fucking stacked. But anyway, 
So, yeah, I mean, Cleveland's, like, I don't know, their defense isn't that good. Like, the Bengals ran it up on them. So, yeah, I, I think Ruggs is worth a shot this week. I call, like, they got to start getting him more involved, I think. I don't know if, I don't know if this will be the week, but with as many, I, I think there'll be enough scoring that it should be, especially if the wind isn't an issue. But on the Cleveland side, with Noah Odell, um, as far as, like, Landry, Higgins goes, um, Landry gets the nice matchup against LaMarcus Joyner in the slot. Yep. So. Yeah, I think this is a Landry day. I don't love Higgins, even though I picked him up somewhere um, just as sort of an on-the-season prospect because Odell's out for a while. I would take Landry over Higgins this week. Yeah, Landry, I, like, had been dealing with some, like, ribs issues and stuff, but he's not on the injury report as of today. So, um, like, he fully practiced, I think. Yeah, and not on the injury report right now. So Nice. So he should be good to go. He's also like fucking tough as nails, and he plays it no matter what, honestly. But um, he's in a great matchup too. How is uh, the interior pass rush for the Raiders? Um, I don't think it's been anything notable. But let me take a look. I feel like they might struggle more on the edge. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to like pull some stuff up. There's not like I wish there were more like ready available like. Because you can find, like, unit info for, like, a team, but it's hard to find, like, specific stuff for the teams. Like, the Raiders get very little pressure in general, but um, I'm going to take a gander. I I still, like, I know they're the Vegas Raiders now, but, like, when I'm, like, looking through a list and, like, sorting, like, I still You still look for the O, yeah. Yeah. So, all right, Maurice Hurst has been really good, Um, but the rest of... Jonathan Hankins has been okay. He's been a decent run stopper, but um, Malik Collins has been pretty bad. Mm. And the rotational guys haven't been that great. So Maurice Harris is pretty much the star of it. Which, okay. I know, wasn't he on the COVID list at some point? I see, I assume he's off and fine, but like, yeah, I, was like fine I was like heavily concerned just because he has, like, I mean, he fell in the draft because of heart issues. And yeah. we know that heart issues like are a big red flag as far as like COVID because it can like really impact people with heart problems. <clears throat> but um yeah he yeah he played last week. Um so should be a big help for the team this week. Yeah because the I mean the Browns line is not bad. It's uh it's not like amazing, but it's definitely good at run blocking and you know it's got was it Conklin on the right. Betonio's been really good at guard in the run blocking game. Yes. And Jedrick Will's been good in pass pro. Off, I think in pass pro as opposed to running, but I could be wrong there. I'm taking a gander. So let me take a look. Um, yeah. I mean, the lines, like, because, like, um, Jedrick Wills is kind of their weak spot, but he's been a good pass blocker. His run blocking has been kind of meh. But, I mean, like, Treader, Teller, Betonio have all been, like, really good. Conflict yeah, as well. Betonio is one of the best in the league yeah. right now in run, in run efficiency as a blocker, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, that's, that's what the team needs. So, I just don't trust their defense. I think they should go get Marcus May from the Jets. Just, although, uh, what's his name? Wyatt Teller is out, though, for what it's worth. The right guard. Yeah, she is one of the – PFF grades are kind of hit or miss sometimes, but he's – like I think he's like the highest rate of run blocking guard. Wow. In the league, so – by them. And I mean, like I said, I know it's hit or miss sometimes, but he, the run the run blocking has been good, and he's been a large part of it. You can see that, like, watching the game, too. But him being out does hurt. Yeah. But 
Got it. Yeah. And there's like a lot, like I know we spent a lot of time on this game, but there's like a lot to look at in this match because I think it should be close. It should be good. Yeah, this is, I'm excited for this one. I'm expecting mm-hmm. some some scoring. Yeah, right now, like I said, I, I think I've got the Raiders right now, but it's close. Like it's, we're going to find out a lot about these teams. So as far, yeah, like this, I think this is probably one of the better 1 p.m. games because I'm looking through it and nothing else really catch. I, I guess Pittsburgh, Baltimore. That's the other really good 1 p.m. game. Oh, yeah. But a lot different. Um, but before we get there, we've got Indy at Detroit. Um, uh, we have Indy right now, and this is kind of one of the sort of on-paper, off-paper things. So, it, it really is. Cause like, on paper, this is an Indy win. Yes. Like, they should be able to get Jonathan Taylor going. The Lions don't get any pressure, and that's kind of the one way Philip Rivers can be okay. That's how he came back against the Bengals. Yeah. Um, so, like, they, they should. I don't know, like, it's... Jonathan Taylor makes a lot of sense fantasy-wise, although the, the, the Colts' run blocking has been kind of meh, but... Quentin Nelson is still doing a good job, but he's the only one. Yeah. this. I mean, this could be a nice get-right week for them. Mm-hmm. Were they on bye last week? Yeah, so they are off a bye against Matt Patricia with a favorable run-trench matchup. Yeah, like, because we were talking... Like, like, when before we started, you said, like, I just something doesn't feel right about Indy, but like my kind of like I don't know if I call it a tour, but it was like the off papers negated, in my opinion, by Pat Patricia. Like if Okuda picked off Rivers three times, would you be surprised? No, like Rivers at any moment can go pumpkin. He can, <laughs> he, he can Cinderella carriage. <clears throat> but absolutely, like, I don't think the Lions get enough pressure because I don't think everybody's a Griffin play this week, right? They, they just I would assume he is not playing this week. Yeah, so like. They're not going to get enough pressure against this line that who still that still pass block super well. So yeah, I'm uh, assuming. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah, he's out because I mean there's like the 10 day or whatever for trades and stuff for COVID. <laughs> so yeah, Indy Indy matches up well against them. I don't know who like here's the thing like I don't know who I want in the past game. I'll tell you who I want. Uh, is, is it Detroit side though? Yeah. All right, hit me with it. I want Marvin Jones this week. Oh, oh! I want Marvin Jones oh. this week against Xavier Rhodes. The oh, old man. matchup. Oh it's gosh, <laughs> <laughs> we had it for years in Minnesota. It was like every year, Marvin Jones would do nothing until he went up against the Vikings, and he would torch him for a hundred yards and two touchdowns. Oh man. It would make sense to me that this might be a Marvin Jones week because um, their secondary is decent, not great. They get decent pressure too. I don't know. Something about it is just screaming Marvin Jones hmm. to me. So I am, uh, I'm up. I'm taking my gamble here on the Jones week, the Jones Junior. This also sets up really nicely because if <laughs> oh, if <definitely>. Marvin Jones <laughs> is going to get traded which has been floating around just because uh, a lot of teams could use receivers and he's still really damn good. And Kenny G's officially like the number one guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he were going to get traded, this would be a really lovely showcase for him. Yeah. And he did have his best game of the year uh, last week against Atlanta, which, you know, makes sense um, in that blown lead. <laughs> They finally didn't blow one last night, dude. I was the DJ Moore catch had me so fucking nervous. <laughs> I was I was ready to just tilt off the face of the earth. But 
Yeah, like, they move... Because they move Kenny and Marvin around enough that, like, I don't know if... Because Rhodes and, Rhodes and Rocky Sin pretty much play sides. Exactly. They yeah, they're Kenny not going to shout out anyone. Yeah, so... They'll, they'll get good matchups, like I said. Xavier Rhodes has been better this year than the last year, but I think he's benefited, as the Colts have in general, from a lot of really easy matchups. For sure. Yeah, this is a tough matchup for them. That's... uh. I, I think Kenny and uh, Jones will both do fine. And then Marvin Jones will get traded to the Ravens. That's what I want. Ooh, that'd be nice. Oh. They need a, they, need, they still need more receiver help. Slash Dude, Marvin do. Jones on the Ravens would be they, so literally, good. The Boykin would be good on the Lions, too. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I keep talking about getting him out of there just because, like, he and, he and Lamar aren't a good aren't a good match, and so like, Boykin fits the receivers that Stafford likes. So there yeah. we go. There's there's a trade. There's um, the trade. Called it. Don't know if he went for one, but yeah, you know that would make sense. And so <laughs> getting those two swapped would make sense. Um, so uh, I, I like I like some of your uh, notes you have here for the game as well. Oh, so I did put one here. The Colts. Jaguars and the Raiders are currently the only three teams that have not forced a fumble yet, which seems kind of crazy. Wild, yeah. Seven weeks in, I don't know if that means they haven't like knocked it out and they're the teams you know possessed it again, the same one, mm-hmm. or if it just means they literally have not caused a fumble whatsoever. But either way, they have not gotten a turnover off of a fumble. Hmm. Um. And the Lions are the one of the only teams. They're not the only one, but the Packers, Dolphins, Bears, and Lions. The Bears really haven't fumbled? Have not fumbled. Have all not fumbled yet. This the year. Vikings are really let down that division on the fumble front, huh? God. Right? <laughs> Packers, Lions, Bears have all not fumbled, plus Dolphins. Maybe <laughs> the new NFC North with the Dolphins. <laughs> I'm just imagining a dolphin in Minnesota now. <laughs> the Miami Vikings and the Minnesota Dolphins. Like a dolphin in like a winter coat. Right. He's got a little Santa hat on. Yeah, and they got like a Viking in like swim trunks. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I feel like this is the week we're gonna get a fumble out of Detroit. I don't know. Just it feels a little due. I could see Buckner causing a fumble. Yep. <laughs> but, so yeah, what's what's the spread on this game and like the over under on this? Because like it's a uh, at fifty. It's a yeah, Colts are favored by three fifty uh, over under right now, which seems right. Yeah, so, hopefully it's a fun game. Yeah, I think like this really seems like it should go as like planned. I guess as far as we're predicting, like Jonathan Taylor, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, like. It makes sense that Detroit pass game, indie run game. Yeah. It just makes too much sense. But watch, watch, much sense. watch it not happen though at all. Um, so next up, we've got Minnesota at Green Bay. And Green Bay beating Minnesota just makes sense. Just um, makes too much sense not to pick it. Yeah, they bopped them earlier this year. Um, Rodgers to Devontae again. Like, they cooked them earlier in the year. Um, and speaking of cook... Um, he should be in, is what it looks like. That's kind I of the prediction. He's playing, yeah, yeah. I think they have have him exactly right now listed as questionable. Um, but I think it's more of like a, a probable thing, like probable barring setback. Mm-hmm. Um, on the um 
Packers side, uh, Aaron Jones was ruled out earlier today. So it'll be Jamal Williams again. And the uh, Lions, or the, the Vikings run day, I don't think it's been anything special, has it? There's nothing really special about the team. Yeah, no. they're just kind of there. The, the defense has been coming together <laughs> some lately, but no, no Ngakwe will diminish the defense. I know he hadn't really fully messed with the team yet, but, I mean, you're losing a good player, so. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes them worse. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, it's uh, this one's pretty cut and dry. Yeah, they but I'm um, really bad secondary, and Rogers is gonna torch them. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's a need or reason to go to anyone but Devonte here in the receiving core. Like Lazard's still hurt, Tony hasn't been a thing in a while. MVS just, I don't think is good. I don't know. Like, yeah, no, we're looking to see if Green Bay makes a a trade for another pass catcher here. Yeah, they then get Randall Cobb back or something. Reunite right. them. Um, but yeah, on on the Minnesota side though, um, this is a good matchup for Cook as far as the run game goes. Um, he had a Super. good game week one, I think, even in a blowout. Um, yeah, he did. He, well, he did have a good game I in think. like a blowout comeback. They got blown out, kind of made it closer at the end, but it was a blowout. Um, he still he got a lot of receiving. We're going to get the touchdowns. Thielen had a really good week in week one, but that was prior to them like using Justin Jefferson at all. Um, so. Between those two, who do you like more? Um, you know, I think Thielen is always fine. Like, I think he'll do absolutely just fine. Like, you know, 15-plus points, probably under 20. Justin Jefferson, though, is definitely the guy who can get the long bomb this game. And... I would put money that it happens. Yeah. Thielen has had some big games against the Packers in the past, and he did week one, but it was blowout based. I I'm thinking I'm trying to think about like who like will get the most Jair Alexander is kind of my thought on this. Cause they put um Thielen outside more this year than in the past because they want to keep Jefferson kinda of in the slot a little more. So <laughs> Thielen has been playing a lot like um uh, like on the right side, about half his snaps there. So he will get more Jay Alexander. I don't know if he'll totally. He didn't totally um, shadow Thielen in the first game. Right. But um, he'll be on Thielen more than Justin Jefferson for sure. Yeah. So Thielen, will, or, so Thielen will have the tougher coverage. That makes sense. So, like, I, that's kind of where I'm, yeah. like, I'm trying to side with. Like, they might both be fine because, like, they'll need to score. <laughs> um, like,. My for some reason my like my instincts say Jefferson will have the better week this time around. On paper, off paper. Yeah, because I don't think they'll put Dial Alexander on Jefferson. Like Thielen is the one who burned them week one. I assume because like uh, this is one of those things like the divisional thing where they play early and they're playing like a fair amount later. Right. I um I don't know. I think Thielen's safer. He is. But, but yeah, Justin Jefferson has more boom potential. He's got yeah. more boom. Yeah, I could definitely see him getting by like Josh Jackson or something. Yeah. Do you think this game will be closer than it was previously, or do you think it'll be just as lopsided? I think it'll be fairly lopsided. Yeah. Like I think I think Thielen and Jefferson should both get like their catch up points. Like if the Packers only won by ten, I wouldn't be surprised, but that's still it's still like a two possession game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, not like 
setting this. Up. There's, there's no, I can't, I like, I can't pick Minnesota, even though I like Cook. Uh, Cousins probably does fine. Justin Jefferson and Thielen might also do well. Like, I just can't take the Vikings. No, no, yeah, like fantasy wise, they can get there, but uh. right, playing too of uh, uh, the Rogers man. Rogers is playing too hot right now. Yeah, he's he's on a roll. So. I, I think it continues this week. But um, next up, we've got your Jets at Kansas City. Um, oh, boy. Just an absurd spread. Um, it's down from 21 to 20. But, uh, Whoa. Fools. <laughs> yeah, so uh, talk to me about your Jets here. Um, well, I think, I think the biggest question that is relevant, that can be relevant based on any Jets analysis is, was the Bills offense last week running on nothing or – like, did the Jets' defense actually play well? Uh, I, I personally think it was the Bills yeah. sucking, sucking last week. Um, the Jets' defense is, isn't awful. Like, they have some pieces there. But, like, the 18 points that Buffalo got, they should have they should have killed them. That should have been a 40-point yeah, win. So, so many field goals. There's even a missed field goal, too. Like, they just couldn't convert. It was it was some not having Cody Ford, which I, I don't think they'll have him again this week. I think I can't remember what we said on that, but um, yeah, like that kind of hurt. And then yeah, the the John Brown hurt, but like yeah, the, the Jets D isn't actually good. No, it's it's really <laughs> not. And like I, I can't believe anyone is taking the the uh, you know the spread here and take you know betting against it. Yeah, like you're what you're hoping for is that like. The starters for the Chiefs like don't play at all in the fourth, and the Jets like backdoor cover. That's literally it. I do think there is a chance that the Jets' offense could have some plays just on the basis that they know they can't win this game. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I'll tell you what, last week Dowell Loggins was calling the plays for the Jets, and they looked a lot better in the first half. And then the second half came out, and it was right back. <laughs> Right back to Adam Gase's play calling. Yeah, like, uh, did did they actually like split or like I don't like or was it just like they haven't Patrick. said it officially, but the play calling looked exactly like Gase's. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this is what they're doing to lose because they're actually afraid they might beat the Bills right now. Dude, they are they are tanking so hard. They um, are tanking and against the Chiefs. You can afford to keep your actual play caller like out there. Because you are just going to get scored on yeah. a bunch. <laughs> they had to hold it for the playoffs. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, on the Jets um, side, Crowder is doubtful now. He had like a setback with his groin. Um, Paraman isn't going to play. So, I mean, give me some Mims it's, garbage it's time. It's time to shine. Give me so, some Mims. Back to DFS, he's like thirty-two hundred. He's like almost the minimum, and he should get a lot of looks. And some garbage time, so he's kind of a nice salary saver in my opinion. Although Kendrick Bourne's like three hundred more, so both are good salary savers. Um, and but yeah, this will be pretty much just like Mims watch. And then so Pirine, Lamichael, Lamical. Um, <laughs> um, I don't hate him for PPR here. Um, he's like by far for sure the passing in, the passing down back right now. Um, I think he ran like a fair amount of routes last week. I'll have to check his like target share and stuff. But he did, yeah, and he's decent on them. Yeah, I think they want to like see what they have him. Like he outsnapped Gore like seventy percent to thirty percent last week. So they're nice. They're using him. Um 
target. He is officially the starter now too. Oh, cool. Over core finally. Yeah. So he got three targets last week. Gore didn't get any. Um, so, like, yeah, it, like, he should get targets this week. But like, so PPR wise, I think like you you could rack up some reception points and maybe like they said, just like give the rookie some run in, in a garbage game. Yeah, that's I mean, the Chiefs' run defense isn't anything great either. No, yeah, I think that is their weakness. Like, I don't know oh, yeah. if it's going to matter a whole lot because of the Jets, but... True. Um, um, but yeah. ideally, ideally, you're not playing any Jets, but we're just kind of talking through a little bit of where they may not totally suck, the, the rookies. <laughs> um, so, Chiefs side, they're going to ball, get all a ton of points, should be easy. Um, I don't know how long Mahomes and Hill and Kelsey have to play, but like they're gonna get enough points in like the first half. Yeah, half to play, maybe a quarter. <laughs> With like will play, they'll probably play three quarters. Like, they're gonna get there like twenty minutes of game time, <laughs> right? Like fantasy wise, but uh, the running back situation. Um, where are you on that? Okay, so I know everybody is saying bell revenge game and that's totally on the table because i'm sure he hates adam gase and wants to stick it to him but andy Reid is in charge and i just i don't think bell gets that many looks this week i like he might get a handful and he might do a good amount with that handful but i, I like he's not gonna have a ton of volume yeah. i think he's definitely someone to watch this week like yeah. possibly stable. My big question is just um, like the game script could make it easy for him to get work um, because I mean if they are you know if it's into garbage time by the half like Levy well, could my just fear get more work to get integrated when it gets to garbage time well they might just put Daryl Williams out there yeah or like, um, DeAndre Paul? Washington or whatever right or you know what's his, uh, Darwin Thompson yeah it's someone else yeah. <laughs> Some other guy whose name starts with a D. Um, <laughs> they, love the, they love the D there. So, like, I mean, I think CEH is an absolute banger. I think Bell has high upside, but he also has a potentially low floor, yeah, too. I win. think his volume is not great this week. Um, obviously, you can run on the Jets, and they won't ever be in danger of losing. So they'll continue just to kind of run make the game go faster so everyone mm-hmm. can stop watching uh i don't know i'm not i'm not sold on the bell this week even though the matchup is absolutely prime i think he'll be fine just beating the jets even if he doesn't have to do a whole lot yeah like what are the odds he's like bell gets like i know people like talk about revenge narrative and how many touches he may or may not get is kind of our concern but as far as like odds Le'Veon gets a touchdown against the jets to stick it to gaze I mean, I mean, like, I think that's possible. Yeah. Probably like, I mean, 50-50 odds. If he had 40 yards and a touchdown, you know, that's 10 or, 10 or so points. Nothing yeah. crazy, but definitely possible. Mm-hmm. But um, on in the Chiefs passing game, um, I think Demarcus Robinson's kind of an interesting uh, pick this week. Um, Mahomes has a better rapport with him than uh, McCole Hardman, and I've kind of done losing out trying to play McCole Hardman. Because he, I mean, he isn't getting the ball as much. Um, and so, Demarcus Robinson is, honestly, like, he plays the most time outside at receiver, where he'll see a lot of Pierre Desir and Blesson Austin. Um, oh. Is Blesson playing? Um, oh, is he? I don't know. 
But um, oh yeah, he, he's back this week. He's know, actually not bad. He's decent. Yeah, but Pierre Desir sucks. Um, yeah, Pierre Desir. So he'll he'll get some Pierre Desir time, and we've seen the Demarcus Robinson blow up games. As long as he can catch the ball, he can blow up. That's always the issue with him sometimes. I mean, maybe Cole Hardman <laughs> has a pop off too, but he plays a lot in the slot where Brian Poole has been definitely their best corner by a large margin. I'd say. I mean, it's not been like amazing, but he's been pretty decent in the slot. Um, but yeah, their outside corners aren't anything to write home about, especially no. uh, Pierre Desir. So I think in a probable blowout where everything's going to come easy and the matchups are cake for uh, Demarcus Robinson, he is kind of like a either like large entry DFS or a desperation season long kind of play because who could pop off? Actually, I love that pick. Actually, <laughs> it, it makes sense. Out. Brian Poole is the Jets' best corner. Yeah. And he, he is primarily a slot corner. Yeah, and that's like – and Robinson doesn't really go in the slot much. Like Tyreek and Cole spend a lot more time in the slot than right. Demarcus Robinson does. So I'm totally on board with that. Yeah. He only got one target last week, but he's like – he has a few games of like four and six targets. Um, that's all you need from Mahomes. Yeah, like – and like that game against Houston, like he had a couple drops that really like hurt him. So – Probably no Sammy again this week, so he'll get you know more playing time as well with that. So if you're looking for a, a sneak, there you go. Um, get that Demarcus Robinson baby on the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> on to Rams at Dolphins. Um, oh, we're split here. I see. Um, my I have the Rams for now. I wrote for now. You have the Dolphins. Um, Mine's also up for now. I'm, yeah, I'm going back and forth on this. This is a good game. I'm. We get to see Tua. I'm so fucking psyched to watch Tua. Um, me, me too. Man. He, as as uh, anyone who listens knows or talks to me knows, Tua was my favorite quarterback coming in. Um, and if he is as, even as good as Burrow or Herbert, it's going to be super exciting. Right. So it's not a it's a tough spot to start your career against the Rams. I'm not. It's not easy. Their defense is good. Um, yeah, no, this is a, for me, an on-paper, off-paper classic, like, matchup game. On paper, this is heavily favorited to the Rams. Off-paper, though, I just got that feeling, man. Miami is going to be 2-0 against the NFC West. I mean, I could see it. Like, I, I would love the Dolphins did win. Um, one, of the, one of my big picks on the Rams um, is actually on the Rams' offensive side, though. Um <clears throat> Their, the run matchup is just astronomically in their favor. Um, yes. Miami's run D is bad. The Rams' run blocking is good. And it's, like, yep. really bad versus really good. It's, like, it's yep. so lopsided that, like, the Rams should have an easy time. Like, maybe Cam Akers will finally get involved. I'm not going to count on it, though. Um, It's probably going to be H- Henderson, I guess. I don't know. Um, But the Rams will be able to run at will, probably. Yeah. Um. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, as far as the Dolphins go, um, I, I assume Ramsey's going to be on Devonte. Probably, it's my guess. I would guess he's on Parker. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Probably. Yeah. yeah he's he's shadows. So I assume he'll follow Parker. Um. Which means, I mean, Preston Williams should get. Um. I mean, let me take a look. So, um, Troy Hill is mostly on the slot. He's their worst corner, and then. Darius Williams is actually pretty decent himself, and he's been following. He's usually on the next guy up. So actually, it might be 
Isaiah Ford who has the best matchup. Interesting. Um, yeah, I so I'm I'm curious to see where Tua goes because also you talked to, you texted me about this the other guy in Mike Gusecki, um who should match up well against the Rams who uh, are often a tight end funnel. He'll either get that slot matchup, um, which he does a lot of the time, or he'll get stuck on a linebacker. And you know the Rams linebackers are uh, weak, so <laughs> yeah, I uh, definitely like Gusecki this. We got, I mean, Rams get a decent pass rush. Uh, I think two is going to be flushed out a lot because, you know, Donald comes up the middle, so he'll be mm-hmm. running out. And he's a lefty, which most people forget. Mm-hmm. He is a, he's a lefty, which is very interesting, which means he might flush out the other way than most teams will have been used to by mm-hmm. now for several decades of playing he is one of very few lefty quarterbacks yeah who are who are the other ones isn't there one other playing right now or now i mean mike vick was a lefty right oh i think so list of left-handed quarterbacks um there's not many kellen moore was Tebow was matt liner was um yeah vick was yeah there haven't been many like steve young was so pretty much the last good lefty so yeah that is true um, there are okay. not a lot of them. Apparently, he's right-handed, but he throws lefty because he was taught when he was young. How to Correct. Teach. That's hilarious. Yep. So, like, could, can he throw right-handed? Probably, like, dude. That'd be fucking bockers. Um, yeah, so I'm, like, I'm, this game, I'm not, I'm not too into it fantasy-wise because, like I said, I think it's Rams run, and it's going to be probably split somehow. Although I think you can take a good pick on Henderson, and then Gasecki's probably solid. But outside of that. Oh, excuse me. Um, pulled out a pulled out a seltzer. It's got me real burpy the first couple of drinks. <laughs> Outside of that, I'm not like too into the rest of the game. Like I don't know if the Rams will you know have enough passing volume to matter. And then like I mean, Saban Howard and Byron Jones are good, so I don't know if it's even something I want to fool with. Um, right. I guess you know like maybe they'll maybe Cup or even Woods will get a nice like slot matchup at some point, but it's not something I'm like actively targeting. Yeah, I think the most interesting takeaway for this is seeing who Tua targets a lot. Yeah, Tua targets. Tua Tunga targets. Tua targets. I had an open space on a dynasty roster, and I saw Isaiah Ford open there, and I almost just picked him up. Yeah, I was kind of curious if that would be like someone that Tua looks to a lot. Yeah, I think he's a very interesting name to get acquainted with. Yeah, because we often see like these second string quarterbacks come in and target their backup. Like the reason mm-hmm. Baker's got good chemistry with Higgins is is that. Like when, yeah. he, when he was behind Tyrod, he got used to throwing to Higgins a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking. I mean, maybe he likes Jakeem Grant or something. I don't know. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel I, like it, rookies usually target their tight ends. Kaseki's probably benefits from that too. But yeah, the, yeah I think Kaseki's the safe one. Yeah, like matchup wise and like you know the narrative wise on that sense. But I mean, this this game is really like it's Tua. Like this is Tua's debut. That's what this game is for everyone, pretty much. Yep. Um, I'm excited to see it. I think he's going to do well. Yeah, and this is a tough matchup too. So if you look, if he looks at all decent here, like I don't know if I have a good stat line, but if he looked decent, like oh man, oh man, like so I'm actually in a super flex league where I play the Tua guy this week. Otherwise, I'd have like traded for him now. But I'm like after this week when I hopefully beat him and he is. Um, hurt and I may try to like I want to get to it from him so badly because it's the keeper league I'm like oh gosh 
I would love to have two next year. Oh yeah. So oh um, yeah. Moving on to game of the week: uh, Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Um, oh yeah. So Baltimore is off the bye, but like Pittsburgh matches up so well against Baltimore. They stop the run and they get pressure. It, like up the middle that's like how you beat Baltimore um yeah. but like Baltimore is a weak addition of of if they can keep some protection um and Lamar can hit Marquise Brown the Steelers have a lot of deep breakdowns and then um I mean we could see you know maybe some good running lanes for him too for Lamar but I I don't know who I'm picking just because I'm like my my you know thought is like Baltimore's off the bye they probably have Dobbins integrated more, which, I mean, they'll need him anyway because Ingram is probably out at this point. Um, but like, like I said, Pittsburgh matches up so well. So where where are you at on this game? Uh, this is... <laughs> Picking this one is probably the hardest one to pick of the week. Um, yeah. I have to say that I agree with, I think, everything that you've said. It's a really good matchup for Pittsburgh. They can stop the run really well. That's kind of the Ravens' offense is based in the run game. They're going to get pressure. (laughs) But I just can't shake the feeling that Baltimore wins this one. I don't know if it's just because they were on a bye or... I think another big part is that, you know, Pittsburgh had to play Tennessee last week. It's not like they got to play the Jets or someone and they could basically start planning for Baltimore a week early. Like they they had to go through a whole game plan with the Titans and now they're on the Ravens, whereas the Ravens have had two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I think if I'm betting on anyone in the Pittsburgh game, it's the passing game. I think Roethlisberger has a good day. I think Roethlisberger's fine. Um, even though it might be scary to start him, I think I think Roethlisberger has a good fantasy day. I think Ebron makes a lot of sense this mm. week. Just because that's kind of how you attack the Ravens. <laughs> because yeah, like they the, are, the tight end by default. Teams. Yeah. yeah. It's um, just it, – it's what's going to be open. Um. Yeah. I don't I mean James Conner has a really rough matchup. I don't know like he'll get passing work that should save him fantasy wise, but he's kind of a mash for me this week. So I'm kind of into Chase Claypool um on the merit of um how to like attack Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um we've seen them get beat by speed and like some deep routes similar to Pittsburgh and um where they play a lot of like press, a lot of man. Um, and they kind of play a lot of sides too. Um, we saw like McCall Harden get one over on him. That like that that image sticks with me a lot as far as like Chase Claypool because like, they mm-hmm. got they got Marcus Peters to bite on on like a route at one point and like if Chase like I could see the exact same thing happening with Claypool for sure. And he's that he's by a good margin their fastest receiver too because like. Juju and Deontay are like route run guys, not like um, like burners. For sure. Like Juju, like can obviously like get the ball burn, but like that's not like Chase Claypool is their quote unquote burner. So yeah, no, when he's off to the races, he's gone. Mm-hmm. But, um, I will. I mean, I will say if if Claypool has a big day, then Pittsburgh's going to win. 
Yeah, like it's literally which which speedster has the better day. <laughs> like honestly, as weird as that, like as plain as that sounds, that might be a large part of it. Um, interesting though on the Baltimore side, I'm I, personally I think Mandrews has a good game. Yeah, I think that, that tracks. Like yeah, because it's not easy to run on the Steelers. Check they don't have a whole lot of good receivers. Check well, probably gonna go to Mandrews a lot. Yeah, like. And on that match, like so, the Steelers' corners aren't like that fast. Um, mm-hmm. But they're like their fastest one is Steven Nelson, I think. Um, I mean, Hayden's kind of up there in age too. Um, and Marquise Brown, we know how fast he is. Um, like he he will have opportunities to burn them and get deep on them. It's just a matter of does it connect. Mm-hmm. And that's like that's because then it hasn't really much this year. So like, I mean, that's on Lamar too. So. If, they, if that's something they addressed a lot during the bio week, maybe that is better here. But, like, this game... So, like, the over-under has dropped a lot in this game, for what it's worth. Um, it went from 49 to 46.5, and Baltimore was 6.5 favorites, so now 4-point favorites. Um, so people are kind of leaning toward more towards this being that classic NFC North slobber knocker. But, like, yeah. this game could go way over. Like, as good as the defenses are, the offenses are also super good. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going to... I mean, I think you're going to get a lot of fourth quarters, you know, theatrics. Yeah, like, this is just going to be a really fucking good game. I probably want to spend most of my time in the 1 p.m. block watching this. Yeah, I, absolutely. I'll be watching this start to finish. Yeah, but um, yeah, injury-wise, really the main thing, the only like really thing is... I know we were watching the Steelers line, but I think they're all going to be in. Like, all the guys who you know, would be in. Um, in Gakwe... Um, is he? Wait, did, did we establish if he was going to be playing he, for Baltimore? He should be playing. Should yeah. be. Yeah. So that, that helps them a lot too. Was, uh, was early enough that he should be here for this game. Cool. And that um, one of the big things is um, Mark Ingram is at, I think doubtful at this point. Um, uh-huh. I, don't, I don't think he practiced uh, today. We're recording on Friday, by the way. Um, he's listed as doubtful. He didn't practice today, so um, probably not going to be in. Um, we're going to see more Gus and Dobbins, and I never want to play running back against Pittsburgh. It's unfortunate, but this does give us more of a look at Dobbins, which I'm excited to see, and they're going to need him in the passing game, I think, with, uh, with the pressure the Steelers bring, so I'm excited to get a look at Dobbins here. Yeah, Dobbins should be getting tons of looks from Roethlisberger in the passing game. Or you mean uh, Lamar? Yes. Sorry. <laughs> I had a bit too much to drink. Yeah, no, Dobbins, Dobbins should be getting a ton of looks from him, man. Like, the if he's not, then I don't know what they did on their bye week. Yeah, because he, like, definitely is their um, pass catching back. I can check, like, as far as, like, targets and stuff and snaps goes. But um, he looks so good whenever he gets the ball. Yeah. Like, he, yeah, so targets. So he's only gotten 14 targets, but Ingram's gotten five guys has gotten three. Like, he is their pass catching back. So, if so, like as far as Dobbins goes this week, would you maybe consider him as a like PPR like bye week fill in? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like ceiling I think is low, but I think there's enough of like a PPR floor here with no Ingram because Ingram was getting some pass work too, like on third down and stuff. Like, cause he could pass block and everything, but it they do not use Gus on passing downs. So. No, and um, they honestly, Gus shouldn't get used a whole lot this game. Yeah, to be honest, yeah, he, his forte is uh, the Steelers' biggest yeah. strength. Yeah, yeah, Gus, Gus is like who? What the Steelers stop? 
Right. Now, if this was the Bengals, go ahead. Oh, Gus, Use Gus for bus. sure, yeah. It would, it would be <laughs> Gus Bus choo-choo down the road. Well, well buses don't go choo-choo. They go honk-honk, I guess. But Also, I'm really curious how many people have seen Benchwarmers and know like the, the origin of the nickname Gus Bus. Have I have seen not it? seen uh Oh, so Benchwarmers. Um, no, I have not seen So one of the main characters, his name is Gus. And... Um, sure. Yeah, someone like tries to insult them by calling him Gus Bus. Or like, so, like, so he calls someone Fairy Jerry, and he tries to insult them back, and he calls him Gus Bus. And so mm-hmm. this really rich guy who's like they become friends with like makes a Gus Bus. Okay. And so that's I, I assume that's why the nickname became a thing, and they call Gus Edwards the Gus Bus. It just it's so natural. It's just yeah. like comes right out of your mouth, you know. But I, I just I just love the Benchwarmers <laughs> reference because like that's one of my like favorite like shitty like comedies kind of i remember when it came out i just never got around to seeing it i've seen it a lot of times that was when we had on dvd mm-hmm. maybe like watch when we traveled ah yes because it's like david spade rob schneider john hitter heater whatever napoleon Dynamite guy so it's like <laughs> it's like the classic like mid-2000s slapstick comedy crew right but um anyway so um <laughs> on to uh chargers at denver um both of the Chargers right now. I had kind of briefly considered Denver, like, with the potential to upset the Chargers here, just based on, like, you know, leaky O-line and Denver's pass rush they've had, they've been doing pretty well with. But they're missing, excuse me, they're missing Glasgow. Denver is. That's yeah. a big enough hit that if I was where I was sort of considering it, I'm not anymore. Because um, the Chargers defense is pretty good in itself. So At least up front. You yeah. know, no Derwin James has certainly hurt the back end of the defense, but up front they're pretty solid. Yeah, it's um, it's it's gonna be unfortunate because I'm. Let me take a look. Is I don't know if Philip Lindsay's gonna play or not too. That's like that's like something. It's not if it matters per se, but um, <laughs> that's another thing. Yeah, he okay. He was limited in practice Friday, so I think he's like kind of gotten through the protocol enough that he might be fine. Uh-huh. Um. Tim Patrick didn't practice Friday. I don't think he'll play. He's had a hammy issue. Um, right. Noah Fant should be good to go. Um, so one play from the Denver side that we've kind of discussed a lot throughout the week is Albert O. Albert O. Yeah, so he's fun. He's been getting a lot of looks lately, especially last week he got seven catches. Um, <sighs> Noah Fant did get hurt, but um, he played part of the game as well. So, yeah, he's got six and seven targets last two weeks. I mean, I need to check on, like, uh, red zone looks, but I think he's actually gotten um, a fair amount of red zone looks, too. Um, oh, never mind. Just the one last week. But he's gotten end, end zone targets, I think, from outside the red zone, probably. But um, the the uh, narrative of Drew Locke and Alberto being, you know, college, you know, the duo there has stuck. Um, and I think with Tim Patrick out, where it's pretty much just Judy and Hamler at receiver, they're going to probably run a lot of two tight end with uh Fant and Alberto, so yeah i think honestly both of them are probably fine plays definitely so i didn't know this but the broncos didn't practice at all today because of the COVID. oh really Shit. Situation with <laughs> oh, Glasgow. yeah so they did not practice at all today they'll be practicing saturday instead Oof. so yeah if you've got players that you're unsure about like philip Lindsay might have had a full practice today Okay, I'll, I'll say they, they just listed him as, okay. Right, he did limited on Thursday. Okay, <clears throat> gotcha. That's um, definitely something to monitor. Mm-hmm. Guess we gotta make sure that game plays, too. Yep. 
I got a little <laughs> more info tomorrow. But um, on the receivers uh, for Denver, like Jerry Judy is going to get a lot of Desmond King because uh, King plays a fair amount of slot, and so did Judy. So that's going to be a tough time for him. He's pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, well, Casey Hayward and Michael Davis have been solid too. So it's it's really tough for them. Um, on the Charger side, um, the Denver defense has been playing better for sure, but I don't think they can handle Keenan Allen. <laughs> Their secondary still not great. Like they, no, yeah. like yeah, they did well against Cam and the Patriots, but yeah, then they, they got ass blasted the next week by the Chiefs, and the Chiefs didn't have to do anything to win. No, exactly, yeah. So, and they still scored a late touchdown, not even trying, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but Keenan Allen's been balling this year, and then it's kind of just a matter of who does Herbert chuck it to. But he's fully loaded. Yeah, I'm not, like. Overall, though, <laughs> yeah, Herbie fully loaded. Herbie is a, <laughs> um, I, like there's a, I've heard a lot of nicknames tossed around for him, but I, I still love Herbie the Love Bub the most. That's like my favorite one of it. But overall, like I'm not like too excited about this game as a whole. Maybe it's just because we're not on the West Coast, but yeah, this is like probably the least intriguing matchup to me. Yeah, right now it's a 44 and a half over under Chargers favored by three. So like, yeah. Ve- Vegas is also not anticipating it being. Um, anything sexy <laughs> yeah i mean you know herbert's been playing absolutely out of his mind yeah, he balled last week dude balled. it was incredible um it's hard for me to go against that right now even though like it's a divisional game i i kind of expect denver to hang in this because they, they have been playing better yeah the past they've, few they've weeks. Been respectable and like they, they will get pressure at points absolutely it's just now you didn't get to practice Friday. You've got a bunch of injuries. Your best lineman is out. Uh, going with the Chargers. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. So not not a very um, explosive uh, game here. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was looking through pace stats and like because I, I know the Chargers have been playing fast, but I don't think um, I don't think Denver plays very fast. I can take a look, but um, I would assume not as fast, but. Yeah, wrong. I'm trying to find them on my list here. They, God, their IR list is so bad, dude. Yeah, they've they've been like people haven't paid much attention, but like because I mean it's Denver, but they haven't really been uh, that healthy this year, unfortunately. Oh, they also just lost Mike Purcell, their nose tackle. Oh shoot, that sucks. He went on IR. Gotcha. So th- this this game actually is the fourth fastest on the week pace wise, at least new, neutral script pace. Um, and I think this game will be close enough to consider that. But um, as far so like I'm sorting my sheet here by like total seconds per play. Oh no, so this is total, not neutral. Um, go my neutral here. But like I was, I combined like each team's seconds per play. So it's actually third if it's total. Um, so Dallas and Philly is going to be for sure the fastest game. Cincinnati, Tennessee is going to be pretty fast too because both those teams play fast. And then <clears throat> Denver and Chargers is actually going to be probably the next fastest. Wow. Um, both teams are like fairly fast. Um, Buffalo, Buffalo, New England, um, depending on how the script goes. Buffalo? Buffalo, nope. But um, <laughs> yeah, and then I want to make sure I don't miss anything we've gone through here. But like, I like looking at teams that are playing up or down in base too, because that kind of matters sometimes as well. But um, like, what, yeah, like, what game is going to be slow? Like, Baltimore, Pittsburgh's going to be slow with shit. Both those teams play so slow. Yeah. Or Miami Rams will be kind of slow, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, this game's kind of gross. I mean, Keenan Allen's gonna ball as usual, but that's I kind of expected. Um, 
Next up, we've got New Orleans to Chicago. Um, things are looking not great for A-Rob. He's, I don't know if I'd say doubtful. It, it depends if he can clear the protocol today, tomorrow. As of now, he probably isn't going to play. So without A-Rob, the Bears probably have no chance. Yeah, he was definitely the biggest like chance that they had to win this game. Yeah, because this has been a Battamore year. Instead of, uh, <laughs> I don't know what their good version of Lattimore would be. I guess he's just Lattimore when he's good. Lattimore. <laughs> but, yeah, Lattimore's been rough this year. So, A-Rod was going to have a really nice time against him. But, alas, um, yeah. that probably won't happen. Yeah, Saints have been allowing, like, a great passer rating to quarterbacks. It's, like, over 110. But, no A-Rob. If A-Rob was in and healthy, I actually might be taking the Bears here. I want to say that because... Bears defense is good. The Saints don't look right to me. Like, they don't look like the Saints I've watched in the past few years. Yeah, they look and, a little messed up. Yeah, Michael Thomas is out again, by the way. Yep. And, what's and I think Marcus Callaway is out. I mean, Sanders is still out, right? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because he was having, like, COVID symptoms. So he I assume he's still symptoms. out. And he, yeah. he's on the COVID list. So they're yep. depleted again. And then Marcus Callaway, the leading receiver last week, is out. So they don't have a lot to go to. It's literally going to be a Kamara day. Yeah, and maybe it's cook. a matter of, yeah, Kamara, probably some cook. Yeah, Latavius. It's, it's going to be a matter of, like, can the Bears stop the running backs of, <laughs> of the Saints? I still don't love it. Like, I just, ugh. like, like this, what's like, going to yeah. If A-Rob were active, this would definitely be upset potential. But no 100%. A-Rob. I, I just can't pick them, no A-Rob. I can't. With, yeah, without A-Rob. I mean, that's like that's like if the Eagles, what the year they won the Super Bowl and they had Foles in, but they didn't have Jeffrey. Yeah. Like, they wouldn't have made it very far. Yeah, He's like, a big receiver. <laughs> Catch yeah. those high throws, throwing at six foot six that he is. Yeah, I'm looking through the line matchups, too, and like, it's not great for either side. Well, I guess it's only better for New Orleans. It's actually okay for New Orleans as far as, like, run matchup goes. So they might be able to get some push against the Bears. Yeah, right. So the Saints have a good run matchup, in my yeah. opinion. They also, I think, have a good pass yeah. rush against the Bears' bad O-line. So, yeah, the the Bears' O-line is kind of injured right now because they they've they actually been okay on the year. But, they have, well, they, one, they haven't really faced stout pass rushes and then two – They've had they had a lot of injury luck, but I think that's kind of that's kind of been turning lately. I'm pretty sure. I feel like I mean, yeah, they're starting Jermaine Effetti at right guard, so they're pretty they're uh, they're pretty desperate. Um, oh, they lost their center, uh, Cody yep. Whitehair, and yep. so they they'd already lost James Daniels. So they drop a lot, and so that definitely favors the Saints here. And the Saints have also a good pass matchup. I mean, check on their O line health, but um, if they're fine, let's see. They're fine. Um. Oh, Toronto Armstead had to leave last week, so that hurts. They're uh, they're a lot, not like a ton because. Um, well, he's, right here it says he's playing. Oh, is he gonna play? Okay, if he's gonna play, that helps a lot because he's kind of like he's one of the he's one of the linemen. Like I don't want to say few linemen, but a lot of linemen like will play through stuff. He's one of the few linemen who like is a little more iffy on the injury, like playing through. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, if he's playing, that's a big boost for them because Chicago like hasn't had that great of a pass rush this year, which is. <laughs> Kind of sad. Fun. Kind of funny. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Armstead's not on the injury report anymore. Kind of tragic. Came out kind of recorded, fun. but um, yeah. Like you, if you have Cleo Mack, you should be getting more of a pass rush. I feel like, huh? If you have Robert Quinn, Roquan Smith, Danny Trevathan, and Khalil Mack, yeah, I, I should think so. And Akeem Hicks. 
Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I, I can check the O-lines they've been playing us, but their pressure rating, rating, I think, is like bottom 10. That's yeah. ridiculous. Oof. Which, it's funny, they're just below the Raiders, which is also hilarious. How are they not, like, ugh. I mean, their defense is good as a whole. Yeah. That's what they did to the Buccaneers. They be, I mean, shit. Yeah. <laughs> they won. They, <laughs> so they played, the Falcons online solid, Colts online's really good, Bucks line is good, Panthers line's meh, Rams line is good. They played some good O-lines, too, actually. So, that might be part of it. That was like that and A Rob were like my the Bears can t- can win this, but no A no A Rob no nope no win no W yeah no no, no sure. James don't get to eat a W. <laughs> <laughs> I guess now he will because he's with the Saints, right? Yeah, is eat that where he's at? Uh huh. <laughs> but um, so yeah, as far as this game goes, um, it runs through Kamara, maybe some Murray. Yeah, I guess Cook makes sense. I don't know who I. Yikes! But this this over under is down to forty three. By the way, New Orleans fair by four and a half. On the Bears side, I do think Anthony Miller is in our he's in the stream category for me um, based <laughs> on matchup. So Chauncey Gardner Johnson's a slot corner. Uh, Anthony he's not Miller's good. The slot receiver, yeah, he's not been that good. And um, if for some reason he isn't on the field at certain points, like if he comes out at all, um, we know uh, I think uh, PJ Williams is still the backup in that. In that regard, I can double check. Oof, but he's um, really bad. Yeah, he's he's still. I think he's still the backup slot guy there. So, um, <laughs> yikes. Yeah. So if if for some reason PJ Williams is in there, it's PJ fucking Williams, <laughs> who is documented terrible. <laughs> like our literally our thing was always target the guy against him. Yeah, there was like at least and it two years almost there. every time. I think it was two years in a row. We were like, who's the slot yeah. guy going against uh, the Saints? Yeah. They're going to blow up. Let's see. So he, Anthony Miller did get five targets last week against um, the Rams, for what it's worth. Um, not a ton, but, I mean, if there's no A-Rob, a lot of, that's a ton of targets going elsewhere. So maybe it's the tight ends. I don't know. But I think Anthony Miller has a solid matchup here for looking at you know, corner matchups. Where's uh, Darnell Mooney? Um... Let me see where he plays mostly. I think he plays on the opposite side of A-Rob usually when they're doing three receiver sets. Mm. Papa. Papa look here. <laughs> see. Yeah, they, they kind of move him and A-Rob around on the outside. A-Rob gets moved around just a lot in general. And then when it's three... What it, basically, when it's, two, like when it's three receiver sets, Miller's in the slot usually. And then they put um, A-Rob and Mooney outside. Okay. Interesting. I wonder if he'll, uh, like, who fills in the one role. Is that going to be Mooney? Yeah, it might be Mooney. I don't know, which I don't really want to. As not good as Lattimore's been, like, I don't think I trust him enough. <laughs> yeah, he is a rookie. Yeah, because Janoris Jenkins has actually been okay this year. <clears throat> so, yeah, but gross game. Um, next up, we've got San Fran at Seattle. Um, should be a really good game. For me, it depends on Jamal or Jamal Adams. Right. I just listened to something saying he was going to play. So right now, I have San Fran, but I if he if there's no Jamal Adams, I don't know. Like I'm I'm torn on it. It's a, I, the matchup to me is pretty in favor of San Fran. Yeah, like if if uh, they weren't missing um, Debo, that would help a lot too. Because I mean, Ayuk's in. I mean, Seattle secondary is trash. They allow 
so much to wide receivers. Yeah. Um, so like, I mean, yeah, if, if Debo were in, you'd be in a smash spot, but Ayuk is also in a great spot. And um, so one of our guys uh, who, we, I think we have a sweet spot for, Kendrick Bourne is in a really good spot here um, against <clears throat> a terrible Seattle pasty who is going to be out their starting slot corner. Um, yeah. uh, what was his name? It was something like very unique. Um, oh. Um... Let me pull it up. It is uh, Ugo Amadi. Ugo Amadi. He is um, going to be out. So Kendrick Bourne plays the most slot time of the receivers. So he'll get a lot of whoever their backup is. Which we, we could, based on depth charts, like, it was kind of hard to find if it was, um, like, who it was. Because it, it gave me, like, different things each place I looked as far as who their backup slot corner was. Um, one gave me, like, Quandre Diggs. And one gave me Trey Flowers as far as, like, who the backup was. But, I mean, he's, he's going to be getting softer coverage in the slot either way. Yeah. So he makes a nice kind of stream, but I do think uh, Ayuk is at a smash spot. Yep. Um, Ayuk. But yeah, and then San Fran, we know fucking loves to run the ball. We just never know who it's going to be. Um, yeah, I mean, whoever it is is probably going to have a good day. Yeah. So Coleman might actually come back. I I still don't think he will, or if he does, he probably he's probably emergency. Right now, they said they're hopeful he's available for the Sunday night game. Um, or sorry, the Sunday game. This is afternoon, sorry, not night game. Um, it just makes sense that it would be the night game. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like it should be. Seattle Seattle should just... I've, I've heard this said already, but Seattle should just always be the Sunday night game. Because <laughs> they're just... Honestly, I would be down for that. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm in favor. But, um... <laughs> so, yeah, with, uh, with San Fran, they're saying that he might be able to go because he got... He, Apparently got a heavy workload in practice on Thursday. Interesting. Um, whatever that means. <laughs> um, but yeah, no Debo. Um, I don't think... I'm pretty sure Quan Williams is still out. Um, let's see. Let's see, Jaquaski Tart didn't practice. Um, Jason Verrett, I think... She, yeah, he was like on the injury report or something, but apparently it's like not injury. I don't know. So that should be all good there. Yeah, him and Emmanuel Mosley will both be in, it looks like. They've both been playing very well. Yeah, Jason Verrett's we, – we know how good he is. But, um, yeah, so Seattle side, though, who who are you feeling? Because DK is going to get a lot of Verrett. Ooh. Whereas Lockett, who gets a lot of slot time, is going to be getting Jamar Taylor, who's definitely their weakest corner. So I mean, that would have been – my guess would have been Lockett. Even yeah. though, like, I tend to not pick Lockett two weeks in a row because that's, that's the Lockett way. <laughs> Like, he he has another favorable matchup situation. Yeah. And, like, DK has been able to, like, be good corners just off of, like, pure physical will. But, and, like, he does have a lot of size on Jason Verrett. Sure. But, uh, so, like, he could be fine, but Lockett has the way easier matchup. Absolutely. And, fun, like, funnily enough, Lockett had put up 42 or whatever points in fantasy and still DK's tackle is the most talked about. Yeah. <laughs> DK is so fun. that game. Which we love. It was just, you know, Lockett was Yeah. Amazing. He went scorched earth. And, like, he overshadowed Devontae Adams' nutso game, too. Right. Like, I don't know if it'll repeat, but I think this game should go pretty high scoring because of some defensive injuries. Um, yeah, so it's at 54 right now is the over-under. Seattle's favored by three. Um, so the running back situation, though, that's where a lot of this game kind of comes in. Obviously, you play Kittle every week. You don't need to say that. But, um... San Fran, so we've got, you know, maybe Coleman in. I don't think he'll matter. Then it's kind of, is it McKinnon or Hasty? On the Seattle side, 
I assume no Carson. They're, they're trying to call him questionable, but I don't buy it. Um, Hyde is doubtful now because he has a hammy, so we might see DJ Dallas because Homer hasn't been practicing either. Um, really messy on both sides. Um, any? Do you have any lean? On, like, so Seattle is just a matter of who's healthy, I think. But San Fran's a fucking mess. Do you have any lean on them? And then is it is it only based on Jamal Adams being in or out? Um, I would say that I. I mean, so McKinnon's fine. He just didn't do anything last week. Yeah. Right? He was healthy. They, they said it was like a planned rest, which is weird. That's interesting. I mean, everyone went and grabbed Jamichael Hasty. Mm-hmm. They're both probably fine to start. Like, I I really don't think Coleman's going to matter if he even is active. So, like, it's probably just those two. I, I think so. Like, Coleman might be active, but it might just be like a, you know, if they get hurt, you're going in. Yeah, and then like of of Hasty and McKinnon, like as far as like passing downs go, like it'll be McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Like for target wise. So Absolutely. So yeah, I mean I would expect McKinnon to bounce back this week. Did uh our friend uh drop him? Uh I don't know if he After did or not. Last week. I think he has both Hasty and uh or no, he doesn't have Hasty, but he bit on Hasty. I think he still has uh <laughs> Jared McKinnon, even though he's dead to him now. Right. So, it was a heartbreaker. Uh, I know we've heard him playing about it. He'll probably hear this and get mad that we brought it up. But he lost to someone who he was way ahead of, but they had started Christian Kirk and Tyler Lockett and came back and beat him. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he was yeah. up by like 50 points. Yeah. But yeah, then the McKinnon with the minus point one is rough. Um, Zach Moss did get... Uh, 8.7 fancy points last week. But last week he got way. some looks. And yeah. he looked solid. Yeah, I admittedly didn't watch a lot of that game. <laughs> I don't blame you. Um, yeah, he got 747, and then the 3 for 25 to the air is kind of big. Yeah, but I they, watched They won a pass to him so badly. Yep. I just, yeah, I'm, I, I think Zach Moss against the Patriots is a really interesting yeah. play. Like, that could be really boom. Also super bust, but they don't I, have they don't have an easy run schedule at all going forward though. Correct. Like, I don't know how New England's run D is at the moment, like with all like they're shuffling around, but like you know, it's like, not great. Yeah, they've got to do with like uh, like Chargers, San Fran, Pitt, Denver, like through a stretch after the bye. It's just the um, I mean the Niners ran all over the Patriots because yeah. their walking is just so good, but the Bills. Bills are liter- they might literally be the worst run blocking team in the league if you look at efficiency. Like they might be third. <laughs> efficiency. Right? Let me take yeah. a look at how some of their metrics are actually as far as like, I that's what I was created. looking into. That's why I ended up watching some of that Jets Bills game because So they they're ranked thirtieth in uh line yards created and then they're twenty sixth in second level yards. They're middle of the open field I don't really put much stock into. But yeah, they're terrible at generating first and second level line yards. Right. Which is based on the run blocking, yeah. Which, that's the only reason I didn't put Moss as a banger this week. Yeah. The, the Giants and Bengals are the only teams who are worse at getting uh, line yards. Dude, the Giants are, like, way the worst as well. They're awful. Yeah, dude, they're so fucking bad. And they're missing Will Hernandez, but we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, running back-wise, I think I, I, I agree with you on, like, McKinnon and Hasty are both probably the two guys who only get it, and I think both are probably usable. Um, well, usable, but 
lightly, but Jamal Adams plays a role there, I think, as far as like breaking off runs. Um, and then this is what made. I mean, they they traded for Jamal Adams to beat the Niners. Yeah, that's, that's, that's literally like what it was. They, that's why they got yeah, it. So I, I'm sure he wants to play as well. So that's something to they, keep an eye on. They need him. Uh-huh. He is questionable. Don't know if he's played or not. But if they want to win, like they need Jamal Adams. Yeah, and then this game actually. So I, I like I like DFS a lot <coughs> on DraftKings. This game is super stackable. Um, like Bourne's really cheap. He's thirty five hundred. DJ Dallas, if he is the starter, he's minimum running back price at four K. Um, Lock is pretty fairly pretty fairly priced. Um, like Jimmy G's pretty cheap. Ayuk's cheap, like he's under six K. Like this is a very stackable DFS game as well. I think I, I think it'll end up being popular, but um, mm. yeah, it's worth noting. But yeah, DJ Dallas is who I'm kind of keeping on because I've got him in leagues where I'm running about desperate right now because I didn't I didn't want to bank on hamstring hide over there. So hamstring hide. Yep, hammy hide. Um, <laughs> and he's doubtful right now, so it probably was the right call. So I think yep. we might end up seeing DJ Dallas if he is the guy. How do you feel about him? Man, I haven't watched any. <laughs> I really, I would say we, we have not gotten to see much of him anyway, but he's been definitely better than Travis Homer at least. But I know your joke in the offseason was he just has a like practice squad casualty sounding name. <laughs> DJ Dallas. But now hilariously, he might be the starter. I mean, he's 5'10", 217. Pretty big. That's, that's a big boy. Seattle's actually been run blocking pretty well. Um <laughs> Their line is not as bad this year. Uh-huh. I was just uh, watching something on that. They're at least in the top half of the league yeah. in a line play, which there's a lot of bad O-lines. But... Uh-huh. Like, as far as run blocking goes, they're pretty up there, um, which makes sense. That's what they're kind of designed to do. That's kind of all they need to do. Yeah, because they've got Russ. Russ is going to escape a lot of pressure that they, they let back there. Yeah, um, as far as, um, like, line yards generated, they're sixth in first level and fifth in second level. So, like, they're they're making making way for the running backs. Mm-hmm. Um, but this game is going to be really good, too. Um, I'm excited for this one. Um, we've got our Sunday probably, night game. Next. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's probably the most interesting of the 4 p.m. games. Oh, for sure, yeah. I'm not interested yeah. in the other two shitters. Um, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of shitters, we got an NFC least uh, Sunday night battle here. Oh, We're going to yeah. get the Ben DiNucci Cowboys, most likely, at Philly. Um, we both have Philly here. They're starting to get a little healthier. A bit Start, starting bit. to get some health. Meanwhile, the Cowboys uh, are not having much health. Um, I think they're going to get um, Zach Martin back. But well, that's important. That helps a little bit. Um, they're not the worst online now, um, but... Andy Dalton, I think, is doubtful right now, which anyone who saw that hit, that should be expected that he doesn't play. Um, It'd be pretty incredible if he played this week. Yeah, so Ben DiNucci is the starter. Um, yep, that's... Uh, <laughs> that's that game. That's tough. Um, say, so DJax is out for another eight weeks. So I think I think he might be done for the year, pretty much, yeah. Pretty Barring much. playoffs. But, yeah, no Alshon, no Miles Sanders. No, Miles Sanders, correct. Um, so, yeah. Boston Scott week again. <laughs> yeah. Which, Honestly, great matchup. It's a matchup, yeah. Way better matchup, yeah. Um, the Philly line still is, you know, kind of in pieces. But is uh, is Lane Johnson back or no? 
No, he's out for a little bit. Okay. Because he, he got hurt more last week. Oh, okay. He did. Gotcha. Oh, fucking idiot. God. Man, that offensive line just has struggled. I mean, he it. left the game. I don't know. Right now, I'm not seeing anything on him. Because yeah. he, like, he re-injured something, but it looks like he's playing. Maybe? Uh-huh. Weird. Um, and then, who who else came back? Didn't Jason Peters come back? Or is he going to be back? Let me take a he's look. He's not back yet. Um, oh, yeah. Lane Johnson's going to play, it looks like. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I thought Peters was on his way back. I'm trying to find it. Because that, that helps, too. Um so he so on Monday he was designated to return. So I haven't heard anything else on it since then. Um, and then Jalen Ragor, I don't think he'll be back this week, but maybe week ten, kind of along with Goddard. I thought so, I just read that he might be in this week. Oh, he might. Oh shit. Um, yeah, which was a a very fast recovery. Yeah, I'm, I guess I'll try to dig up more on that. Jalen Ragor, let's find out. Cause yeah, I saw the IR activation, but I have no clue if a player or not. Oh. Um, apparently he's gonna play. There we how, go. I don't know how much. Let's put him out there a so little yeah, bit. Yeah, he he got clearest to return, so he'll get he'll get some time. Um, he's probably on someone's IR right now, um, fantasy wise. But if not, I mean, go grab him for sure. But, Definitely looked talented. He just yeah. couldn't really get stay healthy. Yeah, didn't he have year. like didn't he have like a crazy forty time or something? Yes. I don't know, like it was crazy, but he's fast, right? Um, it was like four oh, three or under, wasn't it? Apparently, it was only a four four seven. What? I thought he was way faster. Really? Um, Are we thinking of Vince? I know. <laughs> so okay, apparently it was registered as quote unquote disappointing. Um, yeah, I mean he's he's fast. Yeah, that was like that's crazy because like he was he's like known as a speedster. Um, apparently at his pro at pro days he ran like a four three or something. So maybe he just had a bad one at the draft. I don't know or the combine. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I mean, that happens. Yeah, he could have put on some like weight, or I don't know, like trying to get bigger for the NFL. But <coughs> anyway, we know speed. He is a speedster, which kind of comes in good timing for Deshaun Jackson getting hurt again. Um, but I'm not. I don't expect much from this week. But in general, fantasy wise, um, Richard Rogers again, um, I think is in a good spot. Yeah, Cowboys have been bad in general, bad against tight ends. <laughs> um. I think Boston Scott is in. I mean, would you call him a banger? Yeah, I probably would. I mean, I think so. I mean, Antonio. Yeah. Ga- I mean, obviously, Antonio Gibbs is a way better athlete, but both are heavily involved in the passing, and that's kind of where I was going with it. Um, and say if you have Scott, you should probably be starting him. Yeah, for sure. Um, anyone in Dallas you like at all? No, not a single one. Yeah, I, I am so not afraid even to start. Cooper. Not even Ceedee yeah, yeah. Lamb. Yeah, no, I don't. It's gonna be rough. It's it's unfortunate for Dallas that they have to add Ben DiNucci in. Yeah, I mean, so the, uh, Philly's one like good aspect of their team right now is that they do still get a good pass rush. They still have Brandon Graham yeah. and Fletcher Cox. <laughs> well, Dallas doesn't have an O line really. And I don't trust Ben DiNucci to uh... do muchy. <laughs> the Gucci. Yeah, how do we spell his name? The D I Nucci. Okay, Ben Dinucci. I'm seeing if I like have anything on him anywhere. No, like I'm looking through um, like um, like scouting stuff. I have anywhere, but nope. Yeah, I, Control F Dinucci. Nothing. All right. <laughs> Google's like who? Oh uh, yeah, like I was looking through like, some like PDFs I had that like I'd had from like 
it's called the rookie scout report for it's like something i use a lot for like checking evaluations and so yeah nothing on in there not he even got on sacked on three of his six dropbacks yeah. last week that's a rough time which i mean i guess that'll line yeah but they're really hoping dalton's okay and even then it's not ideal yeah philly is about to take the division lead here um yeah yeah gross t- gross time sunday night um next up the monday night game that's gonna probably be worse um tampa the giants i mean it's tampa it, no i didn't cut out that's all that's all i have to say yep that's it i don't understand how this hasn't been flexed i know it's like monday night football so it's its own thing and it's hard to flex that because it's on its own network but jesus christ no one wants to watch this game yeah. there's not a not even tampa fans want to watch this game because yeah. they already know how it's gonna go uh will hernandez is uh out too because he's on the COVID list so it's even worse now there's no one on the giants i want to play um so I, I guess we just have to talk about the Tampa side, really. Um, Give me Ronald Jones and Brady, and be interesting. I wonder if Scotty Miller does well again this week. Yeah. So Godwin is out, by the way. That's like the big thing. And, um, <laughs> yeah, Godwin. Godwin's out. Yeah, and AB isn't in yet. So it's like, is it Scotty Miller? Is it Tyler Johnson? Do you have more Gronk? Do you have more Mike Evans? It's kind of tough. Um, <laughs> Like who? <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> so he's going to get James Bradbury, which they have enough history um, from when he was in Carolina that we can kind of um, go off of it. And um, let me see Mike Evans' game logs against Carolina. I was looking at it earlier, and it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. I thought he was going to be, like, wrecked by him. So um, so last time they played, he got 17 targets, which is a lot, but he got 96 yards, 61, 48. Um, there was there was a shutdown when it was 10 targets, one catch for 16 yards, but he's also got like 107 yards. So it's been a mixed bag. Um, he also had Jameis going to him. Yeah, that too. Um, <laughs> I think – so we have to ch- – I, I don't need to find out his health too because one of the Evans things has been his health because going to last week he wasn't totally healthy. I have not seen anything on this week, honestly. Um, so maybe that's good. Um, yeah. Yeah, Nothing Carly, on him. There's no red letter next to his name. Yeah, sometimes no news is good news. Um, so it's James Bradbury's been fucking balling out this year. So it's not ideal, but he's gonna get so many targets. I like last week was a shit time for him, but I think he'll get a lot of targets. Uh huh. Maybe I, I it mean, should be an Evans week. Mm-hmm. Like it, I mean, he should be throwing to Evans. Yeah, I. I th- I don't think he's gonna smash, personally. Like I think he'll be fine. Because like there like a lot of times against Bradbury, he's gotten enough targets to be fine. Right. But I don't. Uh, it's not gonna be like you know eight targets for seven catches and one fifty and two. Like I think he'll be fine. But I'm kind of interested in where the ancillary pieces are at. Like, do we get Scotty Miller time? Like you said, do we get Tyler Johnson? I mean. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. The I mean, thing is, they might not even have to do anything. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like you said, Ronald Jones. I think that's the answer to all of this. Is just Ronald. Yeah, Jones, he was right? my, the first guy. Yeah, give me Rojo this week. Yeah, Tampa's Tampa's O line's been getting a lot better as the years gone on because um, I mean they're just they've had some time to you know gel. Yeah. So, because 
there's been a lot more instances of Fournette coming in on passing downs. So, but there's not going to be, I don't think there's going to be as much need for them to like do that this week. So we'll probably get a lot of Rojo time. I agree. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's at least a, like a pretty good chance that there's a few fumbles on the Giants side, at least from uh, Danny Dimes. Oh, I am positive he's going to fumble this game. Yeah, so I'm expecting some short field position. There might even be a, you know, a scoop and score or a pick six for Tampa. Like, mm-hmm. they will probably score in a few ways, um, and it should not be close. So something kind of funny here on like the like the run matchup thing is hilarious. I don't know if like I've, I've had one this red yet because they're the oh, worst. God. They're the worst at first and second level yards. Tampa's like second best and first level best in second level in open field. And so like they have like the worst possible like <laughs> run matchup I've seen on my sheet so far this year, I think. It's really like the worst run line versus the best run stopping D line. Yeah, no, they shouldn't even hand the ball yeah. off at any point. And you know what else is funny? They've also got the worst pass matchup. Oh god. Of the week. So there's in every in every metric I'm looking at, so yeah. Um, yeah, it's gross for them. Sorry, Giants. <laughs> It's gonna be a bad time. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm looking to see if there's anything like I missed here. Um, I was looking at air yard stuff. Jarvis Landry actually. So as far as like guys who are quote unquote overdue, um, Jarvis Landry's pretty up there. So, I mean, he should get a lot of targets to maybe help that touchdown regression pop back. Um, Marquise Brown still is in that bucket. Um, AJ Green is, and he's been getting actually receiving yards to go with his tar- his air yards lately. Um, <coughs> but yeah, those are the main guys in good. Jarvis Landry's in a great spot. Like just to reiterate that against the Raiders slot corner is like the joiner, and he's gonna get more targets. He is getting yards and knocking the touchdowns yet. Like this is the perfect time for him to like hit. So. Hmm. They're good matchup, and he's quote unquote overdue for a touchdown. Yeah, and he's going to get more true. targets. Like it's it's the trifecta. <laughs> so, Tartum. Yep. Just, I, I was like I was looking through my stuff to see if there's anything like that I wanted to say that I had missed or anything. Because sometimes we get we get we get to, you know chitter chatter and we miss stuff. You're right. Yeah, it happens. It yeah, happens. It happens to the best of us. Yeah, let's see, I'm looking through back to the games and trying to miss any notes. Um, but. <laughs> it's funny we missed Thursday, but I think this this week's a bit easier to pick than last week. Last couple weeks have been, I think. the The Raiders game is kind of tougher. Uh, Pittsburgh, Baltimore is tough, but and then San Francisco. So if there's like three that I feel like iffy on, but like none are really that you know tough. I don't think I don't think it's going to be another like nine and five week or whatever. Again, this, this should be a week where I can get myself back over two thirds pick rate. <clears throat> there we go. Hopefully, hey, may, yeah, I mean, maybe you'll approach. Game. I said maybe you'll start approaching seventy-five uh, percent here. Hey, Oof. I'll Oof. take that. Ooga, ooga. I mean, if the Jets beat the Chiefs, then what happens? Uh, the world ends. <laughs> the series finale. The Jets beat the Chiefs, and then a couple of days we have Election Day, and then that's the series finale of the Earth. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed watching. <laughs> it's it's, it's yeah, Rick and Morty like the planet episode. We're like they're watching the planets. 
Like they're on a game show, yeah, or like yeah, a game show, whatever that was. I forget what it was exactly. It was like that was the "Show Me What You Got" episode, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> show me what you got. Oh, man, I love that one. Get shifty. <laughs> but um, I'm excited to see if uh, Tua can get shifty this week, and if mm. uh, if everyone's gonna pull down their pants and their panties for uh, Tua this week. I'm already there, man. <laughs> pants are off. Pants are off. Oh, man. And on that note, we are off as well. Uh, Thank you for tuning in to Mozzie the Muscle, and we'll be back next week.